Welcome to Kicking It With KPOC, a podcast about business stories and marketing advice. I'm Jake. And I'm Morella. And this is episode 17, Making Your Business Investable with Patrick S. Weston. Today, we'll be joined by Patrick S. Weston of Westrock Investments. Patrick is a successful entrepreneur, investor, and medical doctor. He has an MBA from the Northwestern Kellogg School of Management and an MD from the University of Pittsburgh School of Medicine. He is a board-certified cardiologist and internist. He is also the founder and managing partner of Westrock Investments, which is a value-oriented, risk-focused investment partnership. Those are some serious credentials. I know. Patrick is one of those smart people, and I feel like the biggest simpleton ever. So, um, yeah, uh, welcome, Patrick. And I guess we should mention that uh, we've actually known you for, I think it was a year last uh, month. Uh, a year ago, really? you walked into our office with your business advisor, and we thought, oh, my God, this guy is for real. Like, he really wants to talk to us. Wow. So, and a year later, here we are doing a podcast together. So, Welcome, and is there anything else you want to add, tell us, or anything else you want to share with us? Well, thank you for, thank you for having me. I've been looking forward to this. Um, it's hard to believe that it's been a year. Or I know. It seems yeah. like it's been actually longer than a year. but um, I think it was a year last month. Wow. I know. Wow. Crazy. Um, I think you guys uh, covered just about everything. Um, Nothing else? That's that's the high points, I suppose. Okay. All right. So we're <laughs> going to talk about the highs today, not yeah. the lows. Okay. Well, I guess let's just dive right in and let's talk about, you know, obviously you're a doctor. You're also a business person. So tell us about the intersection between business and medicine and how the two go together and how being a doctor helps you be a business, a better businessman and anything else smart that you want to sprinkle in. Yeah. Well, I guess the place to start would be kind of you know, how I got here. Um, you know, I, um, started out as a, um, as a science major, uh, very curious mind of kind of a, you know, science geek. I was kind of, you know, I was the, uh, I was actually the social chair of my, of my, uh, of, of the microbiology club. Oh my gosh, that, that is that kind makes, of a big deal. If that makes any sense to you. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. <laughs> Imagine that. Okay. Uh, always liked science, though. Um, and, uh, you know, went to medical school, did my training, um, and then at some point decided that, um, that, you know, there's a lot more to be done in medicine, mm -hmm. and there's a lot more that I can do. Mm -hmm. and, I, and I kind of started to uh, kind of start to start to understand the bigger pictures of medicine. Mm. Um, you know, it's a, it's a huge industry. Um, you know, I think the last time I looked, you know, the U S spends like three and a half trillion dollars on healthcare expenditures. It's a huge number. Wow. Um, and you know, if you think about the delivery of healthcare, it's, it includes a lot of different things. So, um, as a physician, you know, you get to, you get to learn how to take care of patients, mm -hmm. but there's a ton that you just you just aren't exposed to. You just don't come to know. Mm. Um, and a lot of the other things, uh, you know, that you know that that includes that you know makes up medicine just really, uh, you know, interests me. So I decided to go to business school, which really opened my eyes to um, to this whole world of business and and finance and and you know the importance. Um, to not just medicine, but a lot of different industries. Um, and the interesting thing was that in, in my business school class, there was, um, I, I can't remember the exact number, I think it was like something like 12 or 15 physicians 
um, out of you know seventy people or so. Oh wow! So made up the largest you know segment of the class. Um, That's so, very surprising, yeah, actually. Yeah. I would have never guessed that. Right. And I think that speaks to the way that medicine has has changed. So when you talk about the intersection of, you know, business and medicine, mm-hmm. um, you know, nowadays, I mean, you really have to be really focused on, you know, the bottom line in medicine, uh, mm. whether, that, whether or not you're a, you know, a, a solo practitioner, uh, whether you're a, a health system or, you know, you're a large, you know, multi-hospital health system or something like that. I mean, really, um, you know, it, you know, it's about taking care of patients, but it really comes down to dollars and cents. If you can't really manage your finances, you're not going to be able to take care of patients. Um, yeah, that makes sense. What There's some famous song that says, if it don't make money, it don't make sense. So I guess right. that applies to medicine, too. So that's right. <laughs> that, and, that makes and on sense. A, on a larger level, you know, um, you know, you start to think about how we as a country are going to pay for all this stuff. Mm. Um, you know, I think the, the other number I saw was, um, on average, you know, the average American spends something like, you know, 12 or 15% of their gross income on healthcare expenditures. I mean, it's, it's crazy. It's very, very expensive. Very um, expensive. So anyway, um, getting back to your question, I, you know, the, it, the, the intersection to, for me was kind of understanding um, how medicine fits into a larger, um, you know, larger picture, basically. Okay, okay. Um, and it's been really helpful for me. Okay. And now that you have been on both sides, so when you think of yourself, do you think of yourself as a doctor or do you think of yourself as a businessman? Or which one do you think of first? Yeah, yeah. that's a good question. Um, I try not to put myself in a box. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, okay. <laughs> I think I'm an individual who has a, a, a lot of different skill sets. Okay. That's a good answer. That's a good answer. <laughs> okay. Um, you know. That's a good answer. Patrick is going all like... Proper and political <laughs> on me, so. um, I thought I was gonna get you, but I can't. I right. couldn't. Okay, all right. Do you think being a doctor gives you an edge up in business, or vice versa? Does you know having a business education help you with being a doctor? Um, I think it, it, it can. It can help you being a doctor. It, it really depends. Um, I know you know a lot of doctors. Um, you know, say you work for a hospital system. You know, you're really focused on taking care of patients. You don't have a clue what you know, the finances or mm-hmm. what, the, you know, the insurance or the numbers or anything like that looks like, and you, it really doesn't matter to you. Um, whereas, you know, there are other, you know, like my wife, who is a, you know, solo practitioner, she's practicing, and she has to be, you know, very aware of, you know, what her numbers are looking like from a, on a weekly basis. Mm-hmm. So it really depends. Um, you know, there's a lot of doctors who work in insurance, uh, doctors who work in um you know, in industry, like pharmaceutical industries, stuff like that. Um, physicians who work um, uh, within, you know, government on a state level or a federal level. So, I mean, you know, it, it really depends is the, is the answer. Okay. Yeah. Well, I guess we should talk about West Rock Investments, and Patrick can tell us a little bit about that. And uh, Yeah, what's West Rock Investments yeah, exactly? Yeah, what is it? What does yeah, it do? Like, <laughs> this is, you know, Patrick 2.0 with <laughs> West Rock Investments. So tell us. Yeah, it really came out of my business, my love of business. Um, and, um, and, 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 and the way that it started, it really started uh, while I was in business school. I, re- I wanted to um, develop a... Um, 
I, I think of it as an entity for my investments. Um, and I, and I've sort of done that. Um, I, so, you know, I've, you know, funded it, um, basically with my own money, um, and then used, uh, Westrock as a, as a vehicle to, uh, invest in other businesses. Um, and as it grows, um, you know, and as the businesses that it invests in grows, um, you know, that b- will provide more capital for making more investments and for, um, you know, attracting investors. Um, and yeah, and so... And, and so that's that's kind of how it started, and sort of that's the trajectory. Uh, right now, uh, I've been sort of focused in the healthcare space. Um, so, um, as you all know, um, you know, I focused. I, um, I started a company with um, a, a partner of mine, um, and that company focuses on clinical research. Mm-hmm. So that's an investment I've made kind of through West Rock. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, okay. And um, and then um, started another company with uh, a couple other uh, physicians that I was working with um, where we focus on uh, cost containment for providers. Okay, okay, all right. Um, and these providers can be, you know, hospital systems or, um, you know, health networks or individual provider, provider groups. Mm, hmm. All this stuff sounds so <laughs> smart. And so <laughs> I'm like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. And Jake is probably getting super excited about all these <laughs> things because his, one of his dreams is to invest in businesses and flip businesses and all of that stuff. Yeah. So I'm sure he has a lot of good questions for you. Well, I don't know. We'll see. Um, on the website, it talks a lot about principles and values. I know that's important to you. Maybe we could talk a little bit about what that means for Westrock. Yeah, you know, I... I you know, as a as an entrepreneur, as a business person, as a business leader, I think one of the one of the one of the most important things that uh, that leaders can do is to um, be very clear about uh, the principles that they want to establish, and they want to kind of uh, advocate and help to kind of uh, spread throughout an organization. Um, so, for me, you know, I spent a lot of time trying to understand, you know, which values and which principles I thought were important. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, what you realize is that, you know, your product or service may change. It may change from year to year or from decade to decade. Mm-hmm. You know, the customer's uh, opinions or, you know, definitions of value can change over time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But there has to be something that endures. Exactly. Yeah. So um, I don't know if you guys have read um, a good book, um, it's, you know, it's, it's a little bit technical, but you're, I know you're a reader. I love books. <laughs> but, um, so tell me, ma- yeah. maybe I've read it. Yeah. I don't know. What's the name of the book? Well, so this is, um, it's, it's called House of Morgan by, um, Ron Chernow. He's the guy who wrote, um, well, Hamilton. Oh, oh. I haven't read that book. He became I need very to. famous with Hamilton. Um, wow. and okay. he's written about, well, you know, the Morgans, uh, you know, JP Morgan. Oh and yeah. And he's written about, um. Rockefeller. He tends to write about kind of um, you know business, okay, you know, business people. Okay. Um, but the point I was making was that um, when he when he wrote about uh, Morgans, you know, he started he he covered their history, which you know was more than a hundred years. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that was um, you know one of the things that was interesting to me was that if you look at the the actual business they were in, it changed from decade to decade, Mm -hmm. from generation to generation. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, but, you know, but the principles had to endure. So, um, so principles are incredibly important, I think. And so one of the, one of the principles, uh, you know, I, 
I, I, I focused on and kind of helped push in my own organizations was kind of being customer focused, mm. mm-hmm. um, which is super important. And you'd be surprised how many organizations really don't you know, listen well to the customer. Yeah. 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 Yes. So, um, so that's really important. Um, and I, you know, other things I focused on was like, um, things that are, I think I've been successful, um, for, uh, for myself and things I've read about in other organizations, like, like goal setting. Mm. Um, goal setting is very important for organizations. It's in, it's important for an individual, Yes. Mm-hmm. but then you put a whole bunch of individuals together and it becomes even more important. Yeah, how do you yeah. keep them on the same page? Exactly. And I actually just wrote a blog post about, you know, having a mission and a vision for your company mm-hmm. and then using those two to plan and set goals. Exactly. And exactly. And I don't know what the saying is, but something about, you know, you can't get somewhere if you don't know where you want to go. That's exactly right. And uh, and really regardless of the size of your business, you need that. You, Even if you are just a sole person who's doing, you know, has a lemonade stand on Central Avenue, right. you have a tiny business, you want to know where am I taking this thing? That's right. And right. a lot of people overlook that. Yeah. yeah, a lot of businesses do a good job, but we run into people. You know, it's really hard to convince them to even do a budget, a goal, a plan, right. any of this stuff, and it's it's surprising. That's right. It's very surprising. Yeah. The other thing that's great about goals is that um, you got to know where you're going, but mm-hmm. then you got to know if you're get actually getting there. Yeah. You know? And you can't really know that unless you have a, a clear target. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Because and you and and you can kind of track along the way what you know. How, how well you're doing or how well you're not doing. Yeah. Because, you know, you know the failures or the, the, the lack of progress is important too. Yeah, that's, that's where you learn the lessons. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I think a lot of people are afraid to set a goal because they're afraid that they will not accomplish the goal yeah. and then they will feel so terrible right. after. Right. And, uh, but, pe- you know, they don't realize that even if you fail, you can learn from the failure. Right. Not everything is going to be peaches and cream all the time. Right, right. And uh, But, yeah, goals are hugely important, and a lot of people just think, oh, well, I just want to be successful. Right. Well, what does that mean? Right, right. And um, so, yeah, you're right. Yeah, and it can be, it can be difficult uh, in, a, um, in an organization, especially if, you know, if people are com- competitive. Um, mm. It can be really difficult to, for, for, you know, for other people, for for other people to know that you haven't succeeded as you intended to mm. or as yeah. you set out. But, you know, like you said, I mean, it, the the value is, is also in the failure. Yes. Um, because it, it helps you know that you need, to, you need to change, you need to do something different. Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. that people who have the biggest successes have those failures that predate yeah. them where they learn the lessons right. that allowed them to be successful. So right. I think it's... It's not very useful to think about, oh, yeah, I failed. Like, I'm going to get really upset about that. Just focus on the next thing and, you know, where are you going to do there? Yeah, and and I read in some book that failure and starting over is healthy for human beings as just, like, the most basic human beings. Mm -hmm. There's something valuable in going all the way to the top and kind of crashing to the bottom a little bit. It kind of reminds you that you have it within you to start again, and it's exciting. 
Right. And uh, so, I mean, not everything that we do here at K-pop marketing is successful. Some things are great, some are okay, some flop, and we just look at them and say, okay, well, what could we have done differently? Right. Also, if you're always succeeding, you're probably running your business incorrectly because That's you're right. not taking the right risks. Yeah, right. you're playing right. it too safe. That's exactly right. You're missing <laughs> out. Right. There's so much opportunity out there, That's and right. you're just coasting along. Yep. Yeah. And and some people are happy with that. Mm -hmm. They're just happy with having a little business, and yeah. that's all they want to do. And and, yeah. and and that could be one of your goals. Your exit strategy could be just to do it for a little bit, and then you sell it, whatever the case is. But when it comes time to sell it, you have to show to the buyer that there's value in your business. But that's also your goal then. Like Then that should be your goal, and you should plan exactly. how you're going to achieve that goal. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I, I, I agree. Yeah, I think strategic risk is one of the most misunderstood things in, in business. Mm -hmm. Like, I agree. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I catch myself playing it too safe, and Jake has to come in and say, like, listen, like I know it's safe to just be under your little you know, comfort blanket, but no, we, we really got to do this. Yep. And, yep. and then you do it, and you realize, wow. Like, what was I afraid of? This yeah. is actually great. Yeah. There's another good book by uh, John Doerr. Mm -hmm. His book called, uh, uh, it's called, um, gosh, I'm blanking. I think it's called. Where's a cell phone when we need it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Measure what matters. Is Measure what matters. Yeah. Okay. But they talked about, you know, because he's a venture capitalist, he was one of the early investors in uh, Google. Mm. And he, um, he, he got them to implement uh, this system, which they call OKRs, which are objectives and key results. Okay. Mm -hmm. And one of the important things is um, that you need to, you know, set a goal mm -hmm. or set an objective mm -hmm. and then measure, mm -hmm. you know, the key result. That's right. Um, and so, um, so, and, and so, the, you know, the, setting ambitious goals um, kind of help you to kind of stretch, you know, you have to work hard to get there. Yes. Um, and then their measure of success with, goals is that you shouldn't you should never complete 100 percent of your goals if yeah then you're, you're done mm -hmm. then you're not working hard enough exactly you're not pushing yourself hard you enough. haven't set your goal far exactly. enough out there exactly yeah. so they they kind of uh kind of shoot for like a 60 or 70 percent success rate hmm. oh really that's interesting yeah so not even like 80 percent maybe mm. 60 Okay, that's interesting. So we need to take even more risk, it sounds like. Oh, I'm getting scared. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Measure what matters. That's, that's the book. I got to get all yeah. these books. Oh, my gosh, I have so many books I need to read. And right. So little time, right. but I got to get on it. Right, oh, my right. gosh. So that's another point, though, that, um, you know, I, I tried to kind of implement was that, you know, you, you really need, we need to measure things mm -hmm. in business. Um, you know, maybe the amount of detail varies from business to business but you, you got to know what kind of progress you're making and when you're measuring when you're getting you know useful information from which you can make decisions mm -hmm. um, then you're able to make you know progress so it's about um, you know you know figuring out you know you know having some sort of quantitative or even qualitative information and then use that to kind of make decisions about which way to go or how well you're doing how well you're not doing mm. yeah I mean, it all makes sense, and you know, but yeah. when it comes time to doing it, it's, it's the implementation. I yeah. know yeah. It, it's 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 tough. Yeah, it's but good. you you have to do it. Yeah. And um, do you have any other 
tough questions for Patrick or smart questions. And maybe just shift gears slightly. So how do you determine at Westrock like who or what to be investing in? Like it looks like you're mainly in the medical field, but like how do you determine, you know, this is a good business or this is a good person to do business with? Maybe we could talk a little bit about that. Yeah, that's a that's a tough question um, to answer. Um, well, I can I can I can try to tackle it at least the first part of it, um, kind of how I choose uh, investments. Um, you know, I, I look for, first of all, I look for, um, strong partners. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know, choosing partners are very important and any investment is really, it's a partnership. Um, you know, you can, um, you know, you can put money in a business or decide to partner with a business and you can get totally robbed. Um, but you know, over the long term, I think if you focus on people that you really admire, people that you respect, um, people that you want to be around, people that you're okay with arguing with and having disagreements with, mm-hmm. and you know people that you trust, I mean, I think you're gonna you're gonna really just do really well over the yeah. long term. So that's that's kind of like rule number one. Um, I makes agree. A lot of, <laughs> makes a lot of sense. It's so crazy. <laughs> it's all about trust. Yeah. A lot of what happens in business is pretty much selling yourself and mm-hmm. building trust with people. Mm-hmm. And if people don't like who you are, mm-hmm. it, it's it's going to be tough. Right. Even when we just have a client who comes in where they're saying they might want to do some business and we're like, eh, I'm not sure this is exactly something we want to get involved in, even though we're just kind of like a, you know, a vendor, kind of like a partner, but we don't have any like financial risk necessarily mm-hmm. if they go out of business or anything like you might as an investor. Yeah. But yeah. still, it's like, do you want to be working with them right yeah personally i always look at people's eyes to see if they have a soul is that right (laughs) yeah like if it's just super like blank behind the eyes and i can't i'm not reading anything i'm like oh i I don't know i'm not feeling this right right, right. there's no soul behind the eyes and i don't know if that's a good way to do it but i always do look at that no i think it's a great way i mean because you're you're basically saying, you know, trust your gut. Yeah. Yeah. It's like those like subconscious things that you just don't know. You're like, I don't know. This doesn't feel right for some reason. It just doesn't feel right. Yeah. And if we're not gelling, things are not going well. It's like, oh, yeah. I don't know if I want to work with this person. Th- yeah. That person probably doesn't want to work with me. We're just not yeah. on the same page. Right. And uh, yeah, trust is very important. So what else do you look for? Yeah. I w- the other thing I was going to add to that was just, um, you know, try to find partners, um, that um, you feel that, um, you know, you want to emulate. People that, um, like, you know, I try to find the smartest people I can find, the hardest working people I can find, and, um, you know, just ride them till the wheels fall off. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) I'm sucking everything out of you. (laughs) Give me more. Because, I mean, you surround yourself by good people, and you'd be surprised, um, you know, the things you can accomplish by surrounding yourself with good people. Recently, we were talking to, I think, Ryan. He works for the Tampa Bay Rowdies. And he was talking about mentors and, you know, finding smart people. Yeah, and you do you have a mentor? I have a couple of mentors. You have a couple of mentors. Yeah. And, um, I'm, you know, I'm always looking for more mentors. I mean, you know, can you have too many great mentors? I don't think so. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but, uh, you know, this is something I struggle with all the time, you know, finding finding good mentors. And for me, it's a, it's a continual search I, I mean honestly I was just on the phone with someone this morning and we were talking about that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that same issue and um, you know you know I think um, there's really 
there's really not anyone who couldn't benefit from a great mentor. Um, yeah. You know, and, you know, in our, in our lives today are so, um, you know, you know, so varied. We, you know, all of us are into so many different things. Yeah. It's sometimes hard to find a mentor who can really, you know, help you in all aspects of your life. So, you, you know, you end up getting mentors and, you know, for different areas of your life. Yeah. But I think it's incredibly important. Yeah. But it's challenging. Yes. It can be yeah. very challenging. It is. Yeah. And we were recently talking to someone on one of our uh, podcast episodes, um, and he was talking about having a board of advisors and mm -hmm. uh, people who just come from different, uh, yeah. you know, fields of business and who can help you and you can trust and mm -hmm. all of that stuff. And he said that you don't have to be a big business to have those people. You don't have to be a super flashy, fancy, rich no, person to actually ha have people help you out. Yeah, I mean, look how important it is for the kid with the lemonade stand. Can you imagine? I know. <laughs> you know, you, could have, you know, talk to your mentor how you're going to take over the neighborhood or something yeah. like that. I know. You know? So, it's, I mean, it's, it's yeah, it's important for everyone, I think. It, it's, it's so crazy. Um, so now when you're thinking about the future and thinking about West Rock investments and all of those things and mm -hmm. your goals and where do you see yourself going? Like, what, do you, what are your big goals for West Rock? Now um, we're well, now Patrick is in the hot yeah. seat. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I guess you know I have a lot of goals, but I mean, I think it's just um, kind of more of everything, mm -hmm. uh, more and bigger. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I would like to um, have more impact. Um, you know, with my businesses. Um, you know, I would like to um, you know have more capital to invest, um, have more opportunities, mm -hmm. um, make make more connections with people. Uh, make deeper connections with people. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I, I don't, I don't know that it will be necessarily different. I guess it's just a an order of magnitude or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, okay. Now, if I'm a, a small business and I am interested in, you know, finding investors, people, other, you know, people like you to invest in me, how do I make my business more attractive to you? Yeah, that's a that's a tough one. That's a whole nother <laughs> that's another whole that's a whole nother kicking it with K Pac episode. Right. <laughs> We're also running up against our time limit. Let's close it out here for this episode. Hopefully we'll be able to continue this conversation with Patrick in our next episode. With that, I think it's been a great 17th episode. We'd like to again thank Patrick S. Weston from West Rock Investments for joining us today. And if you're enjoying the podcast, please make sure that you've subscribed. Also, we'd be very grateful if you could leave us a rating or review on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts. It really does help us a lot. And feel free to reach out to us if you have any questions or comments about anything we talked about today or marketing in general. You can visit us on our website, kickingitwithkpoc.com, or on social media. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter as Kpoc Marketing. This has been Kicking It With Kpoc, brought to you by Kpoc Marketing. Thanks for listening. We'll have something just as great for you next time.